eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah. Offense, Griffin. Fantastic stuff. And the, this is some of the best tape I think I've seen from, from Seattle, right? Like, it's yeah. almost flawless. I mean, it was awesome. Awesome stat line. They, they can't do <laughs> anything wrong right now i mean they're getting it done you know in pure dropback situations third downs um they're 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 getting their under center play action going in the pocket out on the move on the boot you know they're getting explosive down the sideline they're getting those those chunk intermediate gains you know quick game which they use not as much these days but when they do do it like they're getting the ball out getting those four to seven yarders it's just um Everything is working. The only thing that this offense is missing right now is they can't get any yards after the catch. Um, I think you can see where the structure provides some opportunities there. Um, like, but then like the, like Lockett goes down, you know? Um, but yeah, then that's like, what... he's, he's declaring himself down because he's trying to preserve himself. I don't blame Yeah, him. that's what I was going to these... say. Lockett, Lockett's like been the main dude with those opportunities and, you know, for whatever reason, you'd imagine self-preservation for a long season. He's mm-hmm. he's just been going down, giving himself up in, in the moments yeah. where I feel like the yak would be a thing. Right. Then, like, DK in trying to get yak hasn't been able to ran himself out of a first down in this game. Um, yeah. And then there's also that trying too hard thing where it leads to a fumble. Like, you've got to be careful with yeah, that. Sure. Uh, but it's not like that the roots then, aren't getting guys wide open, is it? Like... No, no. It's like, just, like it's funky at the moment, I'd say. It's, small it's sample funky. size. And then... Def- agreed. Small sample size. And, like, they do need to... They do need to kind of drill their setting up screens a little bit because so much of that is the blocking, right? It's not even the receiver half the time or the running back. Um, but then the other side of this... Not to get too sidetracked on the um, on the yak conversation, but the other side of it is that they're they're spending a lot of time in 12, 13 personnel. So like Eskridge and Goodwin aren't out there, and you know they catch the ball in stride. You know it doesn't even need to be deep downfield. Like they're probably going to get the most yak of anyone on the roster. Um, it just hasn't quite happened yet. Um, so it's kind of a personnel thing too, and who you're putting out there. But it's not hindering them. 
And but actually, so we should define <laughs> again, not to get not to dwell too much on this. Um, on on Twitter, a great follow. He's a data analyst, among other things. Um, Lucky Profit. Um, on Twitter, he he messaged me and said that Seattle right now for I might have this wrong, but the Seahawks offense dating back I think to 2006 are literally I think the single worst team in generating yards after the catch over expectation. So like they're like first percentile. And think about how ludicrously efficient they are right now in spite of that. So if if even if they're going to be a below average yards after the catch team, imagine if they just kind of regress to whatever their mean is positively. You know, even if that's well below average, imagine how much more efficient they would have been over this time frame. Well, and I think um, also crazy. with with that point of what we've said about, you know, there that I think Yak might come, you know, down the line and with yeah. kind of what you've said as well. That's part of what we mean when we say that there's meat on the bone. Like right. if the offense regresses in some areas, we feel confident enough in that there's, you know, other areas that they haven't yet been able to tap into that they will. Right. I agree. Yeah, there, there are two two main things, like broadly speaking, and not getting into the nitty gritty of, of what what projects forward. Like, I think what's going to regress from the biggest, broadest view you can think of is the completion percentage will come down. It could still be top of the league or top five, right? But it will come down. But then the shot play percentage will increase and the yak will also increase. So the net efficiency might still be stable, might stabilize. It's just defenses will defend them differently. And as we're going to talk about in this section of the podcast, Gino always has an answer. So if you take away other things, he's going to find something else with the way he's playing right now. If, if, if his process remains stable, then Which it should like it has from 2021 through this preseason, pre-season to yeah. now, like he's a coach on the field. There's not, I think if anything, he's become uh, more poised from, like week one, there was a lot of emotions going on, and yeah. like that was crazy for a lot of reasons, right? Uh, right? I think he looked at times there a bit like, I mean, I think I tweeted out, you know, have some deep breaths, like just let's just get poised again. But since that moment, I think you're only going to get more and more poised as, as you sort of grow into this role. And I haven't really seen any signs of him being flustered. He's been cal- like calm in a pocket. You know, sometimes him trying to throw the ball away looks a bit awkward, but there isn't panic. And, you know, Gino's on third down, right? Like 9 of 12 in this game. And the Seahawks' third and seven plus conversion rate, uh, Hawk Blogger tweeted it out. 2019, 23.8%, which is 25th. 2020, 29.2%, which is 12th. 2021, 23.4%, which is 24th. And 2022, 47.6%, which is first in the league. It's wild. And that, again, that's one statistic. And you don't really want to be in a third and seven plus, right? But kind of just emphasizes what a job Gino is doing in terms of quarterbacking quarterbacking the offense and how his process means, as you said, Griff, he has answers for a lot of things right now. And and like those those first and twenties, those second and twenties, he's getting them back into manageable situations, right? And like to, to your point, second and twenty, with how good he is on third down, second and twenty, like just get into third and normal regular long, right? Like third and eight, and like you still have a chance. Like he's also 
and and this is where things reinforce each other. Like Waldron has been really good on third downs, I think, the last two weeks. And Gino's executing the crap out of it. And so is the rest of the team um, for the most part, right? So the protection and everything. So this game, Gino, 23 for 30, 320 yards. Most efficient game of the entire season, by the way. Not just Seattle, the entire league. The Broncos had a kick blocked. That's funny. Yikes. Came after a sack in, in, uh, in the end zone or red zone, I think. Yeah, fourth and goal, baby. <laughs> Yikes. Um, so he, he he had a crazy game. There were a lot of developments this game. Um, like the control, the poise, the accuracy, like all that subjective stuff of looking the part. Gino is even like in that 49ers game. He's, he's, he's checking all those subjective boxes. But... Um, Maddie, what in this game, the actual design of the offense and everything, well, what were some things that stood out to you? Well, the real thing for me was, as you've put in your notes as well, watching it back, especially after Pete's comments about not putting the tackles, the rookie tackles under too much duress, and you can speak to this too, but there wasn't as many pure dropbacks as I may have thought, I mean, it was, it's quite hard to keep track of the offense when it's so productive and they're just slicing and dicing constantly and they put up 48 points, right? Should have been right. 51. Um, but the thing for me was the variation in protections coming at the right time. And mm. the way they did that wasn't through like, I mean, pass pro, right? You, you half slide, um, okay, but and that's kind of how you do it, right? You can leave uh, five in, you can leave six in. But if you're leaving six in, then you're losing the running back out of the backfield and all that stuff um, in the pattern. And Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. There's reasons not to do that. So, like, generically, like, offenses, they half slide. Now, if, if you, you can go big on big man protection if you get five down. But what Seattle did to vary that up a bit was using play action as a way of accessing quick game when they hit, like, a DK Metcalf slant and they had stick on the... Mm-hmm. From on the trip side, they had just ran a stick concept. So like, and it was play action. It wasn't an RPO. It was just little play action, quick game. Which again, because it's play action, the the pass pro is slightly different. And then the other thing was they pulled a guard like a trap play action from the shotgun, mm-hmm. and it enabled them to have Lucas rather than having him on an island or blocking out on an edge. Lucas is able to block down, and it's basically like full slide protection. But rather than the back being the guy, you know, clearing out the edge away from the slide, it's it's the pulling guard, uh, Damian Lewis. And that wrinkles nicely with their their trap run that they ended up running with Penny hitting for big yardage. But I just like that as an additional way of, like, there was no need to run the gunplay action. Like, it didn't suck the linebackers up because it's gunplay action. The The reason they... It was nice for me was because of how they led, um, you know, their pass protection scheme. And the other thing with that was 
they also did a variety of things off it. So the the first time they did this, they had a a post like a crossing route from one side of the field and a and a go route from that side of the field. And Gino's opening to that side. Uh, they've taken that away, and so he he just checks it down to Disley in the flat against Middlefield Open. I think it was the cover four side, and they get some yardage. Then the second time, I didn't actually notice it was play action at first, but it's simply like a cover two beaters to that side. Gino, um, in that situation, some quarterbacks, they would try and throw the deeper corner route, but at the bottom of Gino's drop, when his back foot hit, the corner route was, wasn't like really there because the corner's the corner back on that side, he's got his butt to the sideline. His body language is to sink under that. If Gino waits to throw the corner route, the corner's underneath it, then the timing of the play is wrong. Instead, he honors the timing of the play, throws it down to lock it in the flat. They pick up 10 yards on that play. And that's the difference between being in like a third and a mile. And, or it might have been, I think that was a first and 20, and it got them into second and 10. Yeah. But this is the, the this whole deal of like Gino's process being accurate and 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 consistent and just taking what's there but also understanding what's there within each defensive structure that's why yeah. they've got this flood and seven statistic that's right. why they're so difficult to defend right now because and will and should be like it's why we think it's sustainable um but yeah right. I, I've, I've said a lot of things there so you know your no, turn no no i mean i i'll just quickly add on there like the the other second and 20 where he i i, I think i tweeted it or i did tweet it today um where he ends up hitting Lockett for like 17 yards, setting up the third and four where he hits DK on the RPO slant, threw it behind him a little bit, but it was a bang, bang deal. And he completed it. Good catch from DK. But like that play was um, seven step drop second and 20. So like they're giving it to him. Like we're, we're like, we're going to run, we're going to run a post and a deep curl basically. Um, and I, and I think so Gino drops back and then he steps up. And I think he actually thought he was going to give Goodwin a chance. Um, and I really wish that Lucas, and this is part of what I'm talking about here, Abraham Lucas gets pressure, which prevents him from from stepping into whatever throw he was going to make. Um, I thought maybe he'd try the post. It would have been cool because it would, would have been targetable. It would have been tight, but it was targetable. At least the safety wasn't involved. The receiver, the the cornerback or the defender carrying him, would have it would have been a one-on-one situation that way. Um but anyway, so he's hitching up, but then there's nothing to hitch up to because Lucas has been bull rushed and then and then gives up the inside. And then Gino just calmly steps back, resets his feet, and quickly just fires it to lock it and lock it, scoops it up. And they set up a third and four. And it's just like it, it's him, it's him going through structure, but then giving structure life when the structure isn't perfect. And it's just indicative of like, he's just in control. Like the, that je ne sais quoi, you can't put your finger on it. You know, he's just gaming. Like even when he scrambles, which are, which is very rare, when he scrambles, he's so in control and he's not doing a lot of freestyling, which there's a lot of guys can make that work. I'm not saying that style is bad at all, but he's just so controlled when he does it. Like he's very intentional about everything. Yeah, his, like his, um, his risks are calculated. Like that third and seven scramble he had, Right. where he he picked up uh, a bunch more as well like right he's like, looking yeah. he's looking for the shi- sideline shot right and it's they're playing two man and the sideline shot you know is kind of there because the two man's more like um cover seven uh, where the safeties are kind of on the quarters they're playing tight they're not playing deep half over the top of the one they're playing kind of over the top of the two which made sense because i think lockett and metcalf are in the slot but he wants good win on the on the go ball and 
rather than like trying to thread it in there. The cornerbacks positioning is not there. The rest of the concept is blanketed. So Gino just controlled, as, as you were saying, Griff, steps up, moves out the pocket, scrambles for the first down because all the defenders' eyes aren't on him because they're playing a man yeah. deal. It's like all his risks seem like perfectly judged. That is, there ain't a, I don't have an issue with any of the, the decisions he makes. Yeah, like that, that, you know, that risk he took, like you're saying, he knew the coverage was too man. Like he's taking that, the risks flow from him processing all the variables on the field. Like he knows he they're, they're two man so that the extra defender is is in the shell coverage and everyone else is playing man coverage. Eyes are turned. That means I'm my own check down if nothing materializes precisely how I want it to be. And he goes off and gets all that yard. So uh, just really good stuff from him. But so like, all right, one of the one of the big things that stood out this game, and we have to talk about it, is that they hit they hit in the flat like five times oh, off for of big big yardage of as well. Play action for big yardage, and they did a variety of ways. They did it with you know the play action slide route where that route comes from the other side, um, you know. Uh, with the quarterback the same direction on the boot, like behind the line of scrimmage, right? And they hit it, and then they had a couple of it where, like, the near receiver to the side of the boot runs, like, you know, runs up the field and then just kind of um, runs to the flat, like breaks at five yards. What was cool about this was that they were running a lot of it out of the same, like, two or three formations, but, you know, like, the same under center formations, but then they were just getting into the same concepts with different distributions. It's like on any given play, the design of the play was very like, very um, common. Like everybody runs this, but what makes this whole Shanahan McVay flavor also what Shoddy did pretty well back in the day is that they, they dress it all up to like, um, what am I saying? They, they, they are, the plays themselves are simple, but it's the formations and the combinations with who's the motion man, who's running that route, who's running this route. And it just makes it you know, like hell for the defenders trying to key it. That said, Detroit did shoot themselves in the foot a lot, but that's the beauty of the plays. They give you options and that if you do it well enough, you sequence it well enough, they're going to, they can't be perfect every time. It's just, it was just, they was going their way this yeah, and and you know, we, I talked about it yesterday on the uh, Newsy podcast with Ty, but Carol mentioned how the the offense is wide open in his seven ten ESPN Seattle uh, radio hit with Brock and Sulk on Monday, and he you know said that they're freewheeling out there in in like the good sense, and that it's the most open that the offense has been like that he can remember. So like, and and I think that's like because that, they've been building to this point since the San Francisco game where they decided to take the training wheels off Gino. They're now able to be so like wide ranging in their layers, the stuff you're talking about. They're they're able to get to a lot of stuff because they're trusting Gino that he can control all of this and have command of the offense with this variety of different looks to get to the same concepts and this variety of personnel in in the similar concepts, but you know, just finding the mismatch. What's been fun as well has been how the tight ends have been part of that, you know, the the multiplicity of the tight end group, the three dudes. Uh, you know, a fan to Colby Parkinson's, you will Disley's. They have fitted in really nice stylistically. And I think they're still working all of that out. And again, yeah. there's meat on the bone there. Like, we still haven't seen much of the option route stuff with Noah Fant that you envisioned in the offseason. 